You've connected with a worldwide network of millions. You're on TalkZone.com. Together we can do great things. Internet Talk Radio. Now, InfoTrack continues. Once again, here's Chris Whitting. The high cost of gasoline is causing many employees and employers to think about the possibility of telecommuting. Would it work for you? To find out, here's InfoTrack's Taryn McCall. Thanks, Chris. Kate Lister is a telecommuting advocate and founder of the website undressforsuccess.com. Tell us a little about the basics of telecommuting. A lot of people think it's as simple as getting up and heading to their computer in their basement. Well, it is. I mean, a lot of people that work from home, myself included, do sort of have to get into a discipline. You get up, you have your coffee. Yes, in fact, I get dressed (laughs) most of the time. And that sort of gets me into the routine. But I did read a study. It's something like 16% of people, mostly men, work in their underwear. Oh, that's an ugly visual. (laughs) The concept of telecommuting has been around for a while. Why has interest in it begun to rise now? Technology has now caught up to the point where it's easy to do. Most people don't know this, but the federal government has had a mandate in place since the year 2000 that requires every federal worker to work at home to the greatest extent possible. Their reasoning is continuity of operations. In particular, it's bird flu. You know, they realize that if there's a pandemic, people aren't going to be able to get to work. And a lot of companies have adopted the telework concept for the same reason. They wanted to have their people trained. They wanted to have the infrastructure in place so that if the worst happened, and the worst might just be if, you know, snowstorm hits the East Coast, people can still continue to be productive. And the private sector has been somewhat reluctant to adopt telecommuting? Yeah, they've been a little slower to adopt, but some huge companies have been on board for quite some time. Something like 60% of Fortune 500 companies offer some kind of telecommuting, and some are in it in a big way. I mean, companies like Booz Allen, 35% of their people work from home. Cisco, 70%, eBay, 50%. And there have been a few large companies, particularly in the tech sector, that have tried it out and scaled back on allowing employees to work from home. There's been a couple of situations like that, but the numbers are still going up dramatically. 10% in the last year, 40% over the last five years has been the increase in the amount of telework. The ones that I've read about, some of the more popular ones that have scaled back, often have something to do with a change in corporate culture, a new boss coming on board or a merger or something like that. This has largely been the problem in the private sector, well, and in the government sector, with telework to begin with. Its management basically doesn't trust their employees. Something like 80% of managers say that they would be uncomfortable having their people where they couldn't see them. If they wonder if they're really working or goofing off, the reluctance is kind of understandable, right? Yeah, but that's the perfect example, and this is the culture that has to change. I mean, companies have to manage by results, and the salesperson is the perfect example of that. I mean, did they produce the sales or didn't they? If they did, what do you care if they're in their pajamas? There's so many industries that have shown that people are 35 to 40% more productive working at home. If they're getting more done, what's the argument? Why do the studies say people are more productive at home? Water cooler chit-chat, you know, all of the things that go on in an office to distract you from the work at hand. And I sit down at the desk in the morning, and I can barely get out of the chair at night because I've sat there so long and so concentrated. I couldn't begin to do that in an office. We're talking with Kate Lister, founder of the website UndressForSuccess.com. She's encouraging workers everywhere to telecommute. 
The high cost of commuting is short-term driving a lot of people into at least thinking about telecommuting. What makes you think it will be a long-term trend? I read a study this morning that said that 28% of people are looking for a new job to shorten the commute. I think right now, at least in the short run, the driver, as far as fuel prices goes, is going to be the employee. They're going to quit their job. They feel it every single time they fill up. For companies, it's going to take a little bit longer, both to realize that they're losing good people in a time when it's hard to find good people, and because it doesn't affect them directly. So I think that's going to take some time. They also can't jump right into it. Some of the telecommuting failures early on were a result of, okay, let's just send everybody home. Well, you can't quite do that. I mean, you've got to train them. You've got to change that corporate culture and start to measure people by results, or it isn't going to work. Talk for a moment about the changes that are needed for an employee to make the jump to working from home. The information infrastructure to begin with, you know, they have to be able to access all of the information they could have accessed sitting at their desk. And so there may be some software and some hardware issues. One of the problems people experience working at home is not being able to call the information technology department via computer burps. I mean, that's a real issue. So there has to be some training and some way that people can solve those kinds of problems. You really do have to be available, have to treat it the same as you would your regular job. To be honest, the cultural change is more on the corporate side. Managers are the ones that need to realize that they need to change the way they manage people, again, managing by results. And that's an uphill battle. So comparing working in the office to working from home, what works and what needs some tinkering? As far as I'm concerned, nothing needs tinkering. I've been doing it for 30 years. I couldn't imagine getting back into the traffic jams. You know, it takes discipline. I have to say, it's not for everyone. The kind of person who gets easily distracted, the kind of person who prefers to go do something else than work. I mean, I'm a bit of a workaholic, and I think a lot of people who work from home are. One thing that I should mention, it's very hard to turn off at the end of the day. You know, when the office is right there, you go in, you check your email, oh, wait, I'll just do this one more thing, one more thing, one more thing. You find yourself, you're up at 3 in the morning, continuing to work. For me, I'll take it over going out to an office any day. For some people, it's not the right thing. I think the other big problem people have at home is loneliness. I mean, I'm kind of a loner. It doesn't bother me. Some people say, I mean, it's very polar when I ask people, would you want to work at home? Either they go, oh, yeah, I really want to work at home. And by the way, two-thirds of people say they would. And the other people say, oh, I could never work at home. I think a lot of people would be concerned about that. There's no sociability if you work from home, and there's always the lure of the refrigerator. Well, you know, there is and there isn't. I think particularly in the newer generation, the younger generations, they're used to interacting on the computer. Instant chat, text messaging, that is their social network. And so you know, I've got a woman that I talk to in one of the big call centers that works from home. You know, she says, I'm never lonely. I'm constantly chatting with this person and that person. And, you know, she's got a whole network of people that she's interacting with. How about some advice for folks who would like to convince their boss that telecommuting is a good idea? Yeah, there's a lot of people that are actually proposing it to their companies, and there's all kinds of evidence that suggests it's good for the company. Avaya was able to reduce a million square feet of office space. Nortel saved $100,000 per person by not having to relocate them. McKesson saved $2 million a year in real estate and non-real estate costs. Now, there's all kinds of reasons that it's good for companies, not the least of which is the whole baby boomer brain drain thing. Good people are hard to come by. I said it before. And that's becoming one of the key drivers in corporate adoption of telework. They realize they have to bend for the employee. They realize work life is important. 
I think what you need to do is convince your boss that, hey, I'm selling X dollars now. Send me home for a month. See if I sell the same thing or more. And your decision's made for you. When 28% of people are looking for a job so that they can shorten the commute, companies are going to start to take notice. And people are already asking for the option. Kate Lister, she's the founder of the website undressforsuccess.com. That's undress the numeral for success.com. Thanks for sharing your expertise with us on InfoTrack. Thanks for having me. I'm Darren McCall for InfoTrack. You're listening to InfoTrack, the weekly show with information you should know.